Bad Guy Inc. presents Beyond the Fight. What's happening, guys? Welcome to Beyond the Fight, brought to you by BetDSI.com. Guys, if there's any major world or sporting event that you want action on, BetDSI is the place to go. These guys have been around for over 20 years. They score an A-plus on sports review sites. They have made a reputation on getting paid fast and easy. Right now, go to BetDSI.com. For my listeners only, set up an account. Use the promo code BEYOND25. They will give you $25 for being my listener and signing up. There is no catch. You never get out a credit card. You don't give them a dollar. They give you $25 for free for setting up an account and listening to this show. BetDSI.com, promo code BEYOND25. Go have a little bit of fun on me. All right. I will tell you what. Doing a show like this, doing anything on MMA right now, this is a tough week. It's a hard week. And MMA is like the stock market. If you, if you were to graph it out, it would look like the stock market, where you've got these peaks, and you dip a little bit, and you level off, and you hope for another peak, and then you, you dip a little, and you level off. Any fight ever that is coming on the back of a mega fight, bombs. It bombs. But you follow the golden rule. The show must go on, and you hold it in. Somebody's going to be the next show. Somebody's going to have a hard time. So this weekend, we got a pay-per-view coming up. Demetrius taking on Borg. you got the girls fighting on there. you got the fight I really do want to see, Gilbert versus Jeremy. And... It's going to be, it's just going to be hard. It's going to be hard to get media behind it, going to be hard to get people excited. I mean, you guys have seen how pissed off Oscar De La Hoya is, and he's still weeks away. And he thinks that's too close to Mayweather McGregor. And Mayweather and McGregor sucked all the air out of the room. I mean, they got everybody so excited. It's hard to get excited for anything right now. They got so much media coverage, such good ratings. It's hard to get any coverage. It's hard to get any ratings right now. It's just the way that it goes. And I could give you other examples in history that were some great fights, but they came on the back of mega fights and they bombed. They just did. Just people. It's just, it's just the way the psychology works. So I'm coming down here and I think, what am I going to talk about? You know, you got Demetrius in this fight and this isn't against the athletes. I, I don't want any of this interpreted as though it's against the athletes. The athletes are great. What Demetrius is getting ready to do, get ready to try to, to, to break history. That doesn't sell for me. I don't care. And I think I represent a lot of people. That's a silly record. It's a silly record to even keep track of. And the number's 12. 12 anything is not very much. Now, that should mean something to Demetrius, and he should be very proud of himself. And he has already achieved being tied with the record something great. And if he beats it, something special. I just have to think that this really shows that this sport is in its infancy. For 12... To be an impressive number of anything, uh, 12, and then you fill in the back of that. For me, I'm out. I don't even know how somebody started keeping track of that. Some of the things we keep records of are so stupid. Man, you either won the belt or you didn't. That's it. You were either the champion or you weren't. There are some people that have records that can never be beat because they were the first to do something. The first guy to run a five-minute mile. The first guy to run a four-minute mile, the first guy to run a three-minute mile. Man, did your time get beat or not? Did you win the gold medal in the Olympics or the World Championship or didn't you? That's it. So some of these records, I do get a little confused because there's far more records out there, far more right now that exist. We just haven't gone back, and I'm not the one to do I'm not nerdy enough to come up with it and go back and 
study 20 years of history to give you the breakdown on who's got a record for fill in the blank. I don't give a goddamn. Did the guy win the win his fight? Did he win the belt? Did he make some money? Did he build some memories? Do we remember him after the fact or not? I don't get it. That's that's for me. So it's just, it's not a big enough reason to watch Ray Borg versus Demi. That's definitely not a good enough reason to watch. That's just a reality. So you see the problem. So I'm coming in and I'm thinking, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? You got to get through one. That's just what history says. You got to get through one. And when I say the show's going to bomb, the show's going to be just fine. I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch it. A lot of you guys are too. What I'm saying is for the level of anticipation, the level of hype, man, we're still hung over. We're still hung over from Floyd and Connor. We all are. It's not just us, man. That's the promoters too. That's the people with inside the company. This is human nature. When you really care about something, basic biology says anything that burns red hot can only cool off. McGregor Mayweather was red hot. Not only was the buildup great, it turned out the fight was great. So now they get a couple of weeks on a say la vie tour. They're still in the headline. That's how great this fight was. That's how great this night was. It's still the headline two weeks later. Man, I can't remember a time that's happened. I'm sure in history it has. I can't remember it. I use an example that just popped in my head. Michael Phelps, greatest Olympian of all time. What, he went 22 gold medals? Gold medals? He then had a whole bunch of other medals. Man, that was incredible when he did it. He did not get two weeks of play after it. Not headlines. Not he- It might have been in the news somewhere. You could find it. It wasn't headlines. So I'm driving to think, what am I going to talk about today? Okay. I, I, I gave you all that background for the premise of what am I going to talk about? I got a job to do. I got to fulfill some time here. I got to put something. Okay. So... I've been asked by a couple of people, and not very many, but a couple of people. I used to have a host on my podcast, You're Welcome, a co-host, Joel. And I thought Joel was great. I thought he was a great character. You know, it's hard. To, it's hard. He's a character, but his his person is a character. He has his own kind of speech. He has his own kind of goals. He has his own extremely limited code on, you know, manhood and, and what it's about to be. It's everything that goes along with his life from, you know, from fatherhood to, to, to working and providing to life and health and he's got his own code and it's very loose and it's very limited and it's entertaining. And in real life, it, it, yeah, it's met him with a ton of problems, but in an atmosphere like this, that is entertainment based, that harmless doofus is really important to have. And I would have him on the show and he was my friend and, and we would leave the show sometimes. He'd go, man, you were bullying him. You were picking on me. It's like, well, I, I don't want to do any of those things. And he goes, why do you always have me on as the doofus? I was like, well, no, Joel, I'm just having you on as you. I'm not, I'm not trying to portray you as a doofus or make you out to be something or put you down. The last thing I'd want to do is put anybody down. I'm not a bully, but your views and your approach to life is unique. We call it unique. Come on and just be you, and you will have a place behind a microphone on a show like this. It's been done before. Howard Stern, to mention to mention the king of recorded sound, would always have these characters on. It's like, Joel, you are one of those characters. I found you, boom, here you are, and now you're getting paid to do it. You do not belong in here. You're an able-bodied male. You should be out having a job and working. This isn't work. And he presented to me like it was. Well, this is work. I was like... Joel, I grew up plumbing 
for a living. My father was a plumbing contractor. I was on the job sites. Man, it's dry in here. It's temperature control. If I want to have a cup of coffee right now, I could. My feet are up. This isn't work. This is fun. Oh, yeah, but you get you get paid to do it. You get paid a bunch of money to do it. Okay. All right, fine. Let's do this. Let's start paying you. Your character on the show, you haven't moved the needle at all. The show was number one when you walked in. The show's number one today. Wasn't a lot of room to go up from there. But your time is worth something, and I, I, I personally enjoy having you here. Let, let's get you paid. All right, boom. He, now He's now paid really well. At one point, it came with somewhere to live. It ended up with having a car, and th- th- there was a daily fee for his hour. He got 100 bucks, right? L- lawyer fees. Most lawyers, 100, 150 bucks, almost lawyer fees. So he decides he's quitting, he's going away, and he didn't like being treated like a doofus and affected our, our friendship and our relationship. I didn't want it to. That bothered me. I thought, man, I don't want to bully you on this show. At the same time, I can't, you're, you're not on here because you're a voice or a personality or you have any kind of analytics or insight at all. And he'd done a couple of MMA fights. So he thought, well, no, I do. I do. You know, he would use Errol Hawani as an example. He'd go, man, I'm better than Errol. I've, I've been in there. I know fighting. It's like, no, no, you don't. You, you did get in there and fight, but you never spent any days in the practice room. Any, none. Not one full day in the practice room. You didn't learn the sport. None of this is meant to be an insult. I hope it's not sounding that way. But to tell the story, you, you don't, you're not a white belt at anything. You're not above a white belt in boxing and wrestling and jujitsu. None. You did not put your time in. You do not know the sport. I could, I could point to certain moves and you would not know them. So getting your analysis on one athlete to another is not what you're going to be here to do. However, you are a character that does really funny and cool stuff. And I like you. So I'm going to give you money and you're going to get a come on here. But this is where the deal ends. There's nothing above that. Well, okay. And Joel, and I say this because I care about him, but he will get in the same car and wreck into the same wall over and over again. You can't get him to stop. And if, if you could follow his life back 30 years, you could, Joel, this is exactly what went wrong here and what went wrong here and what went wrong here. And it's the same thing. And it's you and it's, they're all your decisions. So let's, let's turn this a little bit. Let's not make this the thing you blow out on. But quickly, I found out in his opinion, he was the star of the show. He was the reason we were at number one. The fact that we were number one before he ever came in or days that he called in sick or what it had nothing to do with it. He was the star of the show and he was going to go out and do his own show. Okay. That's a little weird. I mean, that concept is weird. If I'm paying you and you work for me, your job is to make me look good. But I knew what the numbers were. I knew he didn't move the needle in the first place. But I did resent the fact that his ideology was, I'm going to go turn the gun on Chael. Chael's taught me this. Chael's got me some stroke, got some people to know who my name is, and now I'm going to go in, and I'm going to go into this space against him. I thought that ideology was extremely underhanded, and I'm right. It is. It is very underhanded. But it's a free world. Go go out and do it. I I will move on just fine. So he goes out and he started, I guess what you would call a podcast. I guess. I don't fully know the definition of a podcast, even though I've got one that's number one in the space. I don't know. When I jumped in this, I'd heard Joe Rogan. I, I heard Stone Cold Steve Austin doing them. I called those guys up. Hey, what's going on here? I thought podcast was two words, pod, space, and then the word cast. That's how much I knew about it. So what you have to do to actually fall into the confines of having a podcast, I'm not certain. I just know the things that I do and the platforms where I'm carried, and he's not on those platforms. So I don't know if you have to be on those to be a podcast or if you can just be because you raised your hand and said you are. Maybe maybe it's like being a nutritionalist. Maybe you could just raise your hand and all of a sudden you're a nutritionalist. There's no 
barriers to entry, if you will. So he has a podcast and it's more like he talks into like his iPhone and he, and he puts it out to the world. I follow the numbers. He doesn't know. I know how to get the exact numbers. So it, it is there's about 36 people that listen and I'm not teasing it. But again, I do know the expenses that come with a podcast. I know when he was here, he did absolutely nothing but sit down and got paid $100 an hour plus had a car. I know over there, he's got to pay to put it out. But the, again, the, he gets in the same car and he wrecks all the time. And he always wants to be the leader. He even said this on his podcast. I was put on this world for one thing, and that's to be a leader. I'm not a good number two. And I'm just scratching my head going, Joel, who would have possibly told you that? What is it about you or about your past that would come with the respect that you could be a leader? And if you want to be a leader in business, you only need one thing, money. People are working in exchange dollars for hours. That's the trade of capitalism. If you don't have capital to pay somebody dollars in exchange for their hours, you're not a leader. You're not even in business, but it's the same car. So he and I, it really, it really hurt our friendship when he left here on his part. I wasn't upset. He was upset. It irritated me that he then went and turned the gun on me, but that was as far as I went with it. Eh, Whatever. He's irritated me plenty of times. It's one of those friends, right? He's, he's the doofus. He didn't mean anything bad by it. His, his mind doesn't work that way. That's why he was a character for the show. So he goes out and he has this show and his very first day, he's got this killer set. I mean, it was one of the best podcasts I've ever seen in terms of the set. He didn't have the skill to, to drive it, but the set was beautiful. So I called the little studio, but I, I was curious, Hey, what this cost? You know, eh, it's 500 bucks a day. Okay, what Joel pay? Uh, 500 bucks a day. Uh. Of course he paid you what you asked. Of course he did. Of course he did not negotiate the cost. So I watched the show and I got a kick out of it. And it got watched, uh, let's say it was watched 100 times. I'm five of those. I watched this thing five times because I like the character. I liked how bad it I, everything about it but i liked it i've got the right to like what i want i like train wrecks fine good for me and he did a thank you tour as part of the show he was on this stage that he paid for that he set up that he organized that cost him money he did a thank you tour and it was very nice i was one of the people thanked it was very nice of him but i couldn't help but sit there and go joel it's not as though you've made it when you're the one paying for it a company didn't bring you in and say, you're such a great talent. We're going to pay you to come out. You paid these guys 500 bucks for an hour of time. It was, I don't know who you, what were you thanking us for? Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you me for the opportunity that you reached into your pocket and paid $500 when you would have come out a hundred ahead to do mine. Because I like without even moving the needle, just because you were my buddy and I got, you got me to say yes. I was so confused. I'm so confused by the whole thing. So I'm, this is all going somewhere. I assure you this is going somewhere. And so many people have asked me, hey, whatever happened to Joel? Nobody knows he's got this this thing, the recordings or what I, what he's calling a podcast. N- nobody knows he's got this. So I'm giving, him, I'm giving him his plug. This is his plug. So he goes out and he does a show and he says he, he wants to come on my show because he can steal half my listeners, if not all of them. And it's like, man, have at it. My li- that isn't going to happen, but you see the problem with that. The mere idea that you would go out publicly and say, you're going to come on my show so that I'll plug your show. And then you're going to take all the listeners over there. And then you want me to bring you on the show. And do, do you see the problem? 
This is all what made him so great on my show, though. This is all what made me think, hey, there's a character here. This is what finally did start to catch on and resonate with some people. But he wanted to be a real dude. He wanted to come in and be an actor and act as though he was an expert in nutrition or he was an expert in exercise or he was an expert in in football or he was it's like don't don't pretend people see right through that you're not any of those people take one look at you and you know you don't know about exercise and nutrition they can listen to you for 30 seconds and know i'm not going to go and search you out on something called the internet when i could just turn on a sports channel you're not going to fool anybody so let's just come on just be you be the dude that shows up with holes in his sweatpants and different shoes that don't match and I mean, just come on and be you because there's something there. I don't totally know how to make this a great thing yet, but I'll figure it out and it's already starting to catch on. But let me be the brain of the operation. I'm the guy with the show that's at number one. That somehow you talked into being in the chair. I never invited him. Never once asked him to be on the show. He was coming down here. He grabbed a mic one day and I thought, hey, there's something there. There's something there. And it was met with tremendous resistance. And we pushed through, and all of a sudden, the very the same people that were hating it were then sending me texts and tweets and IMs and all this thing going, hey, I'm starting to get it. I like it. Okay. And I knew it would go that way. I knew there was a character there. But sensitivity got to him. He got sensitive. He didn't like he didn't like being the doofus. I also didn't like it. When I tried to bring him back to doofus mode, to real mode, I didn't like it because then I was bullying him. It's like, hey, I don't want to bully you, but this isn't, you, you don't have a spot on this show to be an analyst. You're not an analyst. You don't have a spot on this show to be an expert. You're not an expert. You don't have a spot on this show to be a nice professional voice. You don't have a nice professional voice. You don't have a spot on this show because you've got a ton of followers and you can bring in numbers. You don't have any followers and you don't bring in any numbers. You have a spot on this show because I see a character here that's going to take some time, like a seed, that if we water it and bring the right nutrients to it, can grow. My opinion, my show, but it's also my money. So it's my call. And that's what we're going to do. But it, it didn't work. And it started to affect our friendship. Well, I don't want it to affect our friendship. I don't, I don't want it to affect our friendship. It did. I can't do anything about that, but I didn't want it to. The whole, it was, the whole thing was trying to raise, trying to grab a guy and rise him up. Okay. He can't see that he goes up. He does his own thing. So now he's talking into an iPhone and, Putting it out there, and I, the whole thing. I'm just confused. I, I'm, I'm blown away by the whole thing. And then he goes out literally, and he says, "I'm going to come on Chael's show, and I'm going to, I'm going to steal all of his listeners, but I'll, I'll at least steal half." And uh, it's like, wait, well, that isn't going to happen. But the mere fact that you think that's going to happen is, you'll never come on the show again, ever. And nor would you let somebody go on your show. It's just an ideology. It's a mentality. So any, why, why do I bring up Joel? Well, he reached out to me today. He's been giving me the silent treatment as though somehow his toxic poisonous relationship and the toxic poisonous that follows him around is so desired that he could give me the, the silent treatment. All right. So he did. So he reaches out to me today, he breaks the silent treatment. and He asks if, if I need a guest for today's show. Well, I didn't. And it wasn't banning him. He didn't know that inside. I thought, dude, you'll never come on the show. You, you already broke the deal. You broke the code. I brought you into space and then you tried to compete against me. He asked me all sorts of questions and business questions and how to grow. And I shared them all with you, not knowing the entire time you were planning to turn the gun on me. Now, the fact that his show bombed and 34 people listened to it has not, that doesn't have anything to do with it. That could be 3.4 million. That's what he intended to do was to get 3.4 million and try to compete with me. The fact that it failed 
doesn't change the fact that he tried. So he asked me if I needed a guest for the show, and I just said no. Well, I didn't need a guest for the show. I had Hicks and Gracie on. The show's backed up. I don't keep track of the logs and, and who brings in the guests. I, I don't do that myself, but it's backed up. Jacob's got an entire calendar up, and it's the, the show's full. So I just said no. I was doing a couple of other things, so I didn't say no, it's full, and I got Hickson coming on, and maybe another time. I, I just wrote him back no. So how does the genius solve that problem? He blocks me again. I know he blocked me again because once I got done doing what I was doing, I was going to call him and then give him the explanation. Hey, we're actually booked up, but if you want to try try to get something on some some date, we could do it. It won't be on your welcome, but you could come on this show, be on the fight, do something like that, and you can get your little plug in. So that's how I found out that he blocked me, and the whole thing was just so funny. I'm going, man, you got to be kidding me. You know, it's like you've never had a bit. You're a drowning man. I am your life raft. I've been your life raft for 20 years. You're going to block me? Really? You're going to try to get in this space that's nothing but costing you money. I got my hooks into every sponsor that sponsors in this space. He's begging to go on Joe Rogan. Begging. It's one of his shticks that the 34 people that listen to the show here. Yeah, Joe's a friend of mine. So if you're looking to make an enemy with me for whatever reason, it's too low a fruit for me to get involved in, but it doesn't have to be. I'll get pissed off pretty fast. And when I get pissed off pretty fast, you can guarantee any sponsor that wants to do my show, and that's all of them, isn't going to be doing yours. And you can guarantee any chance of going on Joe's show, which was next to nil to start with, but it's going to be stopped with one text message. And it didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. But I got a friend that keeps getting in a car, and he keeps crashing into the same wall over and over again. And if he wants to pick on me about it, it's really not something that I want to do, but I will. And now it's began. Until next time, this is Chael Sonnen, Beyond the Fight. Bad Guy Inc. presents Beyond the Fight.